0: You can build the life you've always desired. You can become the person you want to be. You don't have to listen to society. You can step into your inner power and your truths and set yourself free. Greetings to all of you lovely supporters and welcome to episode 13 of the Writing to Inspire podcast with your favorite humorous and handsome host, Jamal Khedura. Thank you all so much for being here. And, and by the way, I do incorporate sarcasm into my podcast. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, please search for my Instagram page at Writing to Inspire and click that follow button. I post on there daily, whether it's poetry, prose, or just my overall thoughts with detailed captions and methods for healing. And you'll gain the ability to connect with like-minded individuals. So why deprive yourself? Head on over there, at Writing to Inspire, and click that follow button. Now to proceed with the podcast episode. And a side note, I do apologize for going a little bit without making a podcast episode. There is just a lot that happens in daily life. But again, I'm going to make a concerted effort, now that some things have cleared up, to continually making episodes. I want to make them at least uh, once a week if I can, but for sure twice a week. And I have some new great topics for all of you. And by the way, I appreciate the support. So many people on the Writing to Inspire page have expressed their love and encouragement for the show. And it means the world to me. Nothing, nothing humbles me more, everybody, than knowing that my experiences, my words, and my insights are guiding others to healing and inner salvation. So I thank you all and I pray that God blesses each and every one of you. Now, for episode 13, I've titled it Honor Your Needs, and that comes across as a fairly simplistic title, a cliche almost, but it's really not. Do you know how often we sacrifice our needs subconsciously? We deprive ourselves of fulfilling our needs on a daily basis, and we don't even realize it. And as many of you know, I get pretty deep on these podcasts. I share my personal experiences with all of you so that I can embolden all of you to step into your power, to dispel outmoded beliefs, and to continue healing and growing and evolving. So I noticed that I had a tendency to sacrifice my needs. I perpetually self-sacrificed. I perpetually bit my tongue, always went with the flow, refused to express myself because I equated emotional expression with abandonment. I thought that the moment I expressed myself and told the person, hey, I would like to do more of this, or I would like to do more of that, I would like to see you more often, I would like to take you to this restaurant, well, instead of going to this park, why don't we go on this trail? I always deprived myself of that. And I continually did what other people wanted me to do. Well, especially in relationships, what my partners wanted. Because I believed if I didn't continually honor their needs, that I would be abandoned. So I lived my life with that unhealthy association. With that misconception that erected roadblocks on the path of my progress. I refused to vocalize my needs. To express myself. To be the full, confident, loving, and assertive person that I wanted to be. And I know many of you probably struggle with the same thing. You may bite your tongue. You may refuse to suggest plans because you think your needs or your thoughts or your feelings are inconsequential. You may fear that if you express disenchantment with someone's behavior, that they will abandon you. And I understand that. But you know what? Even if people do abandon you for expressing your needs, because it does happen, and it's happened to me, applaud yourself. Because you have just ridded yourself of someone who is not meant for you. Because someone who is truly meant for you will honor your needs and acknowledge you and your feelings the same way you do for them. Because a romantic partnership should be mutually beneficial. If it's one-sided, there's a problem. And you have to dissect this problem. It could be because you are with an unstable partner, an unreliable partner who will abandon you if you express something because they're just wounded within themselves and they don't know how to show up for somebody. Or it could be a lack of emotional expression. Because you are suppressing these feelings, you are robbing yourself of the opportunity to get these needs met. So it's imperative that you express yourself. The onus is on you to meet your needs and to give them the chance to be met by vocalizing them. And I struggled with it. I would let days pass me by where I would just sit and stew. My blood would be simmering because I felt so unappreciated. I felt so unworthy. Because this partner wasn't showing up for me in this way. Or this friend wasn't doing this for me. But really, it was an internalized rejection. It was a sense of unworthiness that I was inflicting upon myself because I wouldn't vocalize my frustrations. Nor would I vocalize my needs or my desires. And give these people a chance... To meet them. To come to the table and say, okay, Jamal, this is what you need. How can I meet that need? But on a more psychological note, I had to excavate deeply within myself. And uncover past traumas that have perpetuated this behavior. And have left it entrenched within me. And what did I realize? I realized that I had, in my childhood, and without going into too much detail, but of course, just to expatiate a bit, I had an unstable caregiver. So I always felt like I had to take care of the caregiver. I had to be the one stepping up to be the source of strength, inspiration, motivation, knowledge, and certainty. So what did that subconsciously teach the younger me? That my needs were meaningless. That my needs were disposable. I could spare them. Why not? My focus was on the unstable caregiver. And that may have happened to many of you. You could have grown up with an unstable caregiver. Or unstable figures in your life who... Made everything about them to the point where you couldn't prioritize your needs because your survival strategy was meeting other people's needs so that your environment could stay stable. It could be safe. It could be less chaotic. You know, that's all we want. We want tranquility. We want peace. But the problem with that is you carry these unhealthy associations into adulthood. Because a child can't rationalize and say to themselves, hey, my needs do matter, it's just that I have an unstable caregiver, unstable people around me who are wounded, who don't know how to meet them, but my needs still matter. No. You learn to self-sacrifice as a survival mechanism so that you maintain a sense or a morsel of stability. But in adulthood, this behavior wreaks havoc, because it puts you in, in a, excuse me, it puts you in an innumerable amount of predicaments that inflict misery, that perpetuate dysfunction, and that further your ideals of unworthiness. That's not what you want. You need to step above that. And I had to realize that myself. I had to start working and growing and healing within, learning that it's okay to have had an unstable caregiver or to have lived and been raised in a semi-unstable environment. But it is my duty, I have a self-obligation to overcome these difficulties. It is every individual's responsibility to surmount their struggles, to chisel greatness From the ashes. So I started working in healing. I started expressing myself more and prioritizing myself. Doing things that reaffirmed my worthiness. I made time for my writing. I made time for things like this, my podcasting. I took myself to the gym. I changed my diet. I slept earlier. I did things that were commitments to myself. Because when you make commitments to yourself, you begin to see that you are worthy because you are showing up for you. You are making choices that benefit your wellness and that in turn bolsters your confidence and your self-worth. And also a part of that comes from removing yourself from toxic environments and toxic relationships. Or one-sided relationships. And I mean removing yourself from these environments after you've disclosed your disappointment with someone, your frustrations, and they've refused to change. They've refused to compromise. And what happens when we reject ourselves, guys? We are subconsciously telling ourselves that we are unworthy. Because the more you repress your emotions, the more meaningless you think they are. And you get angry because you know. You know that you must express them. You know that you must get them met. That you must be shown up for the same way you show up for other people. So you have to express your needs. And you have to get comfortable with people meeting them. A lot of us have the lone wolf mentality. I know I myself was the biggest culprit... ...of the lone wolf mentality. I thought that I had to get every single thing done by myself. No matter what I was tasked with, I believed that it must be done independently. I thought that asking for help was a sign of weakness. That having needs was synonymous with codependency. Or being a burden or a bother. Because that's what I was shown in my childhood... But look at human beings, guys. Human beings are communal creatures. We survive and we thrive in groups. From socializing, from spending time with one another, connecting and aiding one another. We've seen it for centuries. It's how we've been so successful at perpetuating our survival. So why on earth would we think That we have to do everything on our own. Now, of course, ultimately, we have the biggest obligation to ourselves. And we have to do the most work for ourselves because nobody can do it for us. But we can have assistance along the way. That's another thing that perpetuates inner dysfunction or inner conflict. Staying inside yourself and refusing to let other people show up for you. You are worthy of that. And I know to many of us it feels foreign to engage in such an act. It feels foreign to deconstruct the barriers and to welcome assistance in, to accept the provisions of love, of warmth, and kindness. But you must for your survival and for your growth and your evolution. Because the more you reject it, the deeper you'll fall into self-deprecation. And you don't want that. None of us do. Again, we've survived in groups for years. For years. So you don't have to do it by yourself. You are not bad for having needs. That was one of my core wounds. I always believed that I was bad if I had a need. That I was bad if I... ...didn't want to do what somebody else did. That I was bad if... ...my choice was selected. I felt so lucky... ...if somebody agreed to do something that I wanted. And why? Because I had a wound. I had a wound of unworthiness. I had a wound... ...that... ...galvanized me... ...into self-sacrifice. I always felt compelled to meet other people's needs while I despaired. But we don't have to do that. We don't have to sacrifice our needs. We're not bad for having them. We're human. You're human for having needs. You're human for wanting to get those needs met. And those needs vary. They could be anything. Maybe you want more connection with a significant other. Maybe you want more traveling with someone. Maybe you want space from a person. Maybe you want more fun. Maybe you want to go to more concerts. So you know when COVID fucking ends, excuse my language, but seriously. Maybe you want to go to more plays. And that's okay to have these needs. It's okay. It makes you human. If you didn't have these needs, I'd be worried. I'd say, what the hell? But you have them, and you have to honor them, and you have to express them so that you can get them meet. And if someone's not meant for you, you'll realize it. You can create that space to invite people into your life to meet those needs. But the more you repress them, the more unworthy you'll feel because you're not showing up for you you will be continuing that notion of unworthiness. So step into your power. And if anybody shames you for it, it's not a knock on you. It's not an indictment on your character. It's a reflection of them. Because those who are truly meant for you and those who are available will meet your needs. They will honor them and acknowledge them. It's okay if people leave your life again. It's creating space for what you're truly meant for. A better partner, a better friend group, deeper familial ties with others. Whatever it is. So express your needs. Heal and realize that you're worthy. I dealt with so many dysfunctional relationships, whether it be romantically, familially, friend-wise, I dealt with so many of them. Why? Because these unhealthy subconscious associations permeated my mindset. And they dictated my every move. So I would always be resentful of others because my needs weren't being met. Because I was always doing what everybody else wanted. But now it's a completely different scenario. Now I vocalize my needs. I tell people what I expect, what I desire, what I want, what will help me going forward, and in turn, I meet other people's needs too. It's important to realize that just because our needs vary, it's not that they're meaningless, they don't lose value, everybody has different needs, and that's okay. So let's say, for example, you have a need for space in your relationship. That doesn't make you any less worthy. doesn't make you, quote, bad because your partner doesn't need space or doesn't need as much space as you. just simply means that's who you are. You're coming from a different background, whether it be religiously, culturally, familially. All of these things influence the way we see the world, and that's why we're all different. But the beauty is in the celebration and acknowledgement of that diversity and in conjoining... And honoring those needs. You have to honor them. You have to show up for you. And if you think you're bad for having needs, that's a sign that you have some work to do. And that's okay. I'm not saying that in a disparaging tone, by the way. I had work to do, and I still have work to do. So many of you from the Writing to Inspire community, you may think that I have it all figured out. And while I do... Love that many of you think that, and I'm so honored. I don't. I don't. There's still so much within me that I have to heal. I am doing the work right alongside all of you. And these words that I'm telling all of you, I also reiterate to myself because I need the reminders. I need the reiteration. Because I struggle. We all do. I struggle with prioritizing myself. But it gets easier as you go. Lay one step at a time. Take one part of the path at a time. Enjoy the scenery of where you are and trust that everything will unfold naturally and beautifully. And eventually, you will reap the rewards of the work you've done. Because I've seen some great changes within myself. And the most beautiful part about expressing your needs is that you deepen... A healthy connection with someone, whether it be a friend, a family member, or your romantic partner. Because you reaffirm your worth to yourself by expressing it. But then you also deepen the relationship when they meet that need. You connect more. So it's a it's a double positive. You reaffirm your worth and you deepen a relationship. So we have to go inward. We have to validate ourselves. By committing to activities that bolster our worth. That improve our ideals and our notions of self. Go to the gym. Improve your diet. Read more. Write more. Make your music. Cook. Whatever your hobbies are, engage in them. Because when you show up for you, you improve your idea of your self-worth. You see that you are worthy because you're showing up for you. And the more you show up for you and you show up for other people, you'll refuse to tolerate mistreatment or unavailability or people refusing to show up for you because you deserve to be shown up for. Your needs matter, your desires matter, and you matter. You matter. And you'll begin to see that the more you meet your own needs and the more you honor your self-expressions. Give a voice to those feelings inside. Tell someone what you need. Give them the chance to meet it. And I promise you, as Dr. Glover wrote in his book, No More Mr. Nice Guy, which really changed my life, people want to help. I always felt like I was a burden or a bother if I asked people for help. But you're not. We're not. We're human. We need help. We were designed and created to get to know one another. To explore. And there are so many beautiful writings about that. Whether you look in philosophy, or self-help, or religion. The Holy Quran has a beautiful verse about God having created us in pairs and in different groups and so on and so forth, and I'm paraphrasing, but so that we could get to know one another. So that we could explore. It's a beautiful thing. So give yourselves a chance. You deserve it. Don't put yourself on the back burner anymore. Don't neglect your worth. Don't neglect who you're meant to be. Because by invoking your inner power and engaging in emotional expression, you find and create the relationships, the conversations, and the love that's meant for you. I struggled with it for a while. And like I said, I still struggle with it. I still go through my fits of unworthiness, or wanting to shut down, or wanting to discontinue communication, but I remind myself that I'm worthy. I deserve to express what I desire, what I need, or what's disenchanting me. Because I'm worthy. We're all worthy. You're worthy. And you're human for having needs. You should have a healthy reliance on others to meet your needs and to help you along your journey. Because none of us can do it alone. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be getting married. We wouldn't have social circles. We wouldn't have this burning, unyielding desire to connect. We were created that way. We were created... To desire connection. desire closeness and warmth and the fulfillment of our needs. That's the beauty of it. You find it... You find the beauty of human connection in everything. Like I said. Holy books. Psychology books. Self-help books. Philosophical books. It's a universal trait. And that's why we're all universally beautiful and universally enough. So honor your needs, as this title says. Honor them, because you're worthy. And it's your duty to show up for you. And the more you show up for you, the worthier you'll feel. And the better your life will get. And the deeper your love will become. So, that concludes episode 13. I thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, I am your host, Jamal Kadora, the one, the only, the magnificent, well, in my own mind, at least. But I thank you all for tuning in, and I hope that this episode inspires a much-needed change within you. Remember, you can overcome your difficulties and again, on a closing note, follow at writingtonspire on Instagram. And if you're on there, please make sure that you're commenting and liking on my stuff, on my posts, excuse me, because Instagram's algorithm often hides what I post or what creators post. So please be sure to engage with the content. And good news, my book is reaching completion. So I will have that out and I will announce it on the podcast when it's done. All of you will love it. It is a collection of my poetry and prose some deep personal thoughts that will transform your souls. Please be sure to like and subscribe and share this episode. Thank you all so much. You stay safe and healthy. And God bless all of you beautiful souls. Much love and until next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Writing to Inspire podcast. Please be sure to give it five stars and leave a comment so that it spreads to other people. As always, I appreciate you and happy healing.